The current health climate may find many of us spending less time in the grocery store and instead looking for convenience and snacking a lot more as we work from home. But a diet that's high in unhealthy processed foods can cause a variety of long-term health problems. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. In this podcast, writer Hannah Six speaks to Novant Health registered dietitian Jennifer Anderson Logan, who explains how we can make smarter decisions on our next trip to the store. Great. It's so nice to talk with you again. Likewise. And yes. Thank you so much for taking the time. I've been looking forward to talking about this story. I think that the whole issue around processed foods is so interesting right now. I was wondering if there was anything at this particular time that led you to um, feel this story was important to address. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly I talk about processed foods on a regular basis um, as I'm working with clients from a nutrition standpoint. But right now in our current situation with the coronavirus, more of us are at home more often, um, you know, limiting our exposure. So for a lot of us, that means less time in the grocery store, maybe not shopping as frequently. And even myself, I used to pop into the grocery store every two days, every three days, picking up a lot more fresh foods. And I have only been grocery shopping maybe once every one to two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a big, big change. So I think it's more important than ever to talk about processed foods right now and and which ones would be healthier options for us to select. Right. And we're looking for things that we can pack in boxes for emergency supplies and everything, too. So it seems appropriate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you tell me um, how do you define processed foods? Are they different? How are they different from regular foods? Yeah. And, and I mean, Processed foods, technically, um, the USDA defines them as, as any raw agricultural commodity that has been modified from its original state. So that would include washing and cleaning and milling and cutting and chopping, um, heating, pasteurizing, cooking, canning, freezing. So, so basically, anything that has been manipulated from that natural state um, is considered a processed food. That's However, yeah, because we okay. think of uh, frozen vegetables as being basically unprocessed, but they would they would be categorized under that label too. Absolutely, mm. yes. Frozen vegetables. You know, if you have mm-hmm. frozen green beans that has been um, picked and washed and chopped and flash frozen, um, that is by definition a processed food. That certainly falls into the the healthy processed food category. Right. Um, I I get more concerned, you know, in terms of the degree of processing and then what else is being added because the addition of ingredients um, is something that I'm more concerned about if they're adding uh, more salt or sugars or fats or flavorings. Um, That's where I start to get a little bit more concerned from a nutrition standpoint. Have processed foods been around a long time? How long have they? It seems like they're more available than ever now, but I didn't know if this was kind of a new issue. Well, it's not technically a new issue, although we have our, our 
present challenges. Um, processed foods have been around for thousands and thousands of years. Um, you know, archaeologists have actually found um, remnants of pottery that had food residue on that. For example, uh, maybe in the cheese making process or or some wine residue. So we have been processing foods for a long, long time. But I would say the late 1800s and certainly the 1900s is when we started to advance from a food science standpoint. Um, when canning uh, became popularized and we learned how to preserve foods in that method. Um, you know, I think about even even prior to that, using salt as a preservative for our meats or people having, you know, um, uh, underground storage shelters for their produce or or different foods um, before refrigeration was uh, available to us. Mm-hmm. So we've we've been doing it for a long, long time. But in the 1900s is when we start to see more foods becoming available, like uh, candy bars and cereal items, um, crackers, and you know even spam coming coming available. And I would say in the 1950s is when we see uh, a much bigger increase in the processed foods um, for a couple reasons. Certainly, we've evolved more from a food science standpoint, so we're able to keep that food stable um, and prevent the bacterial growth for a longer period of time. But also, as families became busier, um, you know, historically, we used to have – you know, one parent working and another parent staying home and taking care of the children and cooking and cleaning. And um, as as both parents uh, came into the workforce, that certainly reduced the amount of time that they had uh, for household chores and cooking being one of them. So, you know, the less time they had at home, uh, the more they relied on some of those processed foods or convenience foods. And in the 1950s, a big one was uh, the frozen dinners. Right. That's when we really started (laughs) seeing an increase in the frozen dinners and the TV dinners, um, you know, and and, and saving time instead of cooking at home. So um, I would say that that that's 1950s is when we saw a a large increase. um, And that has steadily continued to rise because our schedules have seemed to be maybe even more busy um, in present day. Can you tell us a little bit about the health consequences of of eating a diet high in processed foods? There, there are potentially a, a lot of health consequences for eating a diet that's high in the unhealthy processed foods. Um, you know, I'm not concerned about the the frozen green beans, like we mentioned. Um, but a lot of the processed foods are are hidden sources of added salts and added fats and sugars, and that can potentially lead to um, certain medical conditions like prediabetes or diabetes or high blood pressure and other cardiovascular diseases. And we we still don't have um, a lot of data even on some of the the food flavorings and preservatives and how they impact our health. Um, There's quite a bit of research going on right now from a cancer standpoint and and how some of these 
um, preservatives and, and chemicals and food colorings are going to impact us in the long run. So the more that we can focus on eating foods that are minimally processed and, and as close to its natural state, um, then we have a better chance of limiting some of those additives that they, they tend to add when, when it's highly processed. When people go to the grocery store, if they want to avoid these unhealthy processed foods, what is it that they should be looking for? Number one, make a grocery list. If you have a list, you are more likely to get into the grocery store, go down those particular aisles where you have those foods on your list, um, and that can really help reduce some of the impulse buys that we have in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But in, in terms of how the store is set up itself, I, I really recommend shopping the perimeter. When you walk into the grocery store, you're walking into the produce section. That is filled with a lot of wonderful, healthy, nutritious vegetables and fresh fruits. Um, and around the perimeter of that grocery store is where you're going to find, you know, the, the dairy and the seafood and, you know, cut, leaner cuts of meat. Um, when we get into the center of the grocery store, that's where we do start to see more of the cookies and snack foods and potato chips and candies more in that center of the grocery store. So the more that we can shop the perimeter and select more of those fresh options, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're often going to be selecting more nutritious, nutrient-dense foods. Is there anything in the central aisles that you would recommend? Um, I see that you've sent a list of processed foods that may be a little less unhealthy. Absolutely. There, there are processed foods, uh, can fit into a healthy meal plan. Um, but it's, it's something, you know, not every granola bar is the same. Not every cracker or every cereal is the same. And that's where I really recommend picking up that food and flipping it over and looking at the nutrition facts panel and the ingredients. Because if you're not looking, then you really don't know what is in the food just by looking at the front of the label. Mm-hmm. A couple foods that I highly recommend um, that are are processed foods but are, are certainly healthier for us than the alternatives, uh, one of them is uh, RX bars, and another one of my favorites is the Lara bars. You know, it's it's certainly always a great option. Let's maybe grab, grab an apple as a healthy snack and, you know, the apple is portable and we can take it with us. But sometimes it's nice to have a little variety and just throw that snack bar, that granola bar into our pocket or our, our purse um, as we're running out the door. They definitely are convenient, but a lot of the granola bars and snack bars on the market can be very, very high in added sugar, so much so that sometimes they have as much sugar as a candy bar does. That's really scary. <laughs> it is. It is. I love the RX bars. They um, I have limited ingredients in them, and the base is egg whites, nuts, and dates. So the, they've got the protein, egg, huh? <laughs> the what? They've got they've got plenty of protein then. They sure do. The the egg whites and the nuts really do help to add protein to that bar. And that protein is going to help you stay full a lot longer. 
So that can help control hunger. And I particularly like these bars. Uh, they, they have a, a little denser texture. Mm-hmm. And I like that because it, it, it keeps you, uh, it slows you down a little bit while you're eating it. And you take a little bit more time to chew that. And any time that we can eat slower or chew a little bit longer, um, that can also help us control our hunger as well. Do you have any favorite flavors? The standard one is my absolute favorite. Um, uh, but one of, one of the ones that I had recently that was delicious was the banana chocolate one. I'm a, I'm a huge banana fan and love banana bread. And this, uh, banana chocolate walnut RX bar is absolutely delicious and helps satisfy that craving when I have it. That sounds really good right now. Well, the Lara bar is another option as well, and, and that is made with unsweetened fruits and different nuts and spices. And in general, they, they try to have limited ingredients, no more than nine ingredients total. A lot of their bars have less. For example, their cashew cookie is just made with cashews and dates. The cherry pie bar is made with dates, almonds, and unsweetened cherries. And they are very, very flavorful filling, portable, um, and, and as I said, minimally, minimally processed. They really do try and keep their uh, ingredients as close to the natural state as possible. And it sounds like they're probably low in, um, low in sugars, too, or artificial sugars. Yes, they, they do have some natural sugars that are coming from the dates um, and from other fruits that they use, like like the cherries, but they are uh, free from added sugars. The Lara bars are really sticking to the the natural sources of sugar. Great. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. I know this list will probably be very popular and accompany people to the grocery store. I hope it helps. There's a lot of tasty and healthy options available. Sounds great. Thank you, Jennifer. You're welcome. Hi, Gina DiPietro here again. So to recap, having a plan at the grocery store can help avoid those hidden salts, fats, and sugars found in many processed foods and help us instead find tasty, healthy alternatives. But as our dietitian said, there are processed foods that are perfectly fine for snacking. For Jennifer Anderson Logan's top 10 list of suggestions, visit Novant Health Healthy Headlines and search 10 Processed Foods to find the complete list. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. Thanks for listening.